This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Mark Sheldon, who covers the Reds for MLB.com. Mark, we just passed the Thanksgiving mark in the quote-unquote off-season. So first of all, how was your Thanksgiving? It was fantastic. I was able for the first time in my long uh, career, so to speak, uh, cook a turkey on my, and it came out really well. And my mashed potatoes were sp- spectacular. And oh my gosh. So I feel like a big, uh, I'm going to hurt my shoulder patting myself on the back. <laughs> That's Very a bucket list item of mine to, uh, to do the turkey. So congratulations on that. Thank you very much. So we'll we'll see if I can do it again next year. I was rather exhausted after all the preparation <laughs> that was required, but it was still worth it. I could imagine. I could imagine. And now we kind of, you know, there's all these milestones in the off season as we pass. And so we, we passed a big one there. We've got uh, a couple more holidays coming up before the end of the year. Uh, but the Reds, they're, they're, um, they're making a statement, Mark. They're making what they want known. And I, I like it. I like teams who go after what they want. And they're talking about pitching right now. So we'll, we'll get into the depths of that. But let's start with base level right now. We just saw James Paxson make a jump to the Yankees, not even a free agent, but he got some big bucks. So if the Reds are looking at pitching and talking about pitching, what kind of sign does this send them? And what what do they have to give up to get what they want and not what they need, Mark, but what they want. Yeah, the the Paxson trade, and I, I heard a rumor that the Reds may have been at least exploring that and, and how that went in. Um, but what it says is that even to get not top of the level, top of the line pitching, he's, and he's really good, but to get like somebody maybe like a Madison Bumgarner if he's available or, or guys like that, it's going to cost them a lot. And – you know, the, the Yankees gave up their best prospects, I think, in Justice, uh, Justice Sheffield. And, um, you know, the Reds have a lot of prospects. I'm sure teams would want them, whether it's Hunter Green, Nick Senzel, Taylor Trammell. Um, there, there's just, you know, the Jonathan India, their number one pick from this past year. Uh, it's it's going to cost them prospects. It's going to cost them maybe some current players if they want to go the trade route and get that kind of elite-ish pitcher. And, um and we'll see. We'll see if that's what it is. But that, that kind of sets the trade market. It hasn't set what their free agent market would be because mm-hmm. it's been pretty slow on the free agent front. But the the idea that the Reds are going to get attract top pitching or improve their pitching without a, some sort of a cost or by giving up a bag of balls, you can just forget it. They're going to have to pay through the nose to get uh, a, a pitcher in trade. But they've got a guy now, Mark, who, who could help lure some of these – these talented guys over to the Reds who maybe weren't thinking about that. And that's Derek Johnson, the new, the new pitching coach. And a couple things about, about this, the starters this year. So the Reds, they want to add two pitchers. You wrote about this and, and you said probably starters. So the most wins by a starter last season was 10. 
And they only got 696 runs of support, which obviously ranks in the bottom half for baseball. But Derek Johnson, Derek Johnson could be the guy who helps bring, and we've talked about this, Mark, um, helps bring those guys over. Do you think that he could have a major role in that? And are there names already starting to circulate about who the Reds could go after? I don't think it hurts at all. The, you know, the wins, obviously, people don't make as much of a big deal about the wins because pitchers aren't pitching as deep. However, you, you, you can go through all the stats and the starting pitchers really struggled, whether it was walks, runs allowed, home runs, earned run average. It was just a, an abysmal year. Um, and you really only see maybe two to three of the pitchers ahead last year coming back, namely Castillo and DiScalfani. So then when you bring in Derek Johnson, he might be able to help the guys that are already here. But I also think that he could lure uh, people just with his reputation and with the people that he's worked with in the past. Uh, two free agents already out there from Milwaukee being Wade Miley, who completely resurrected his career uh, after some really rough years in the American League and came in on a minor league deal and paid off big for the Brewers after overcoming some injuries in the early part of the season. You got Gio Gonzalez, who was kind of spinning his wheels in Washington and then gets to uh, Milwaukee for the final month of the regular season and then in the postseason and absolutely was really big for them to get in the playoffs. Uh, I think five regular season starts all were, were, were wins for the team. So you start with those guys. If they go a trade route, maybe the the, the Reds can get in the Sonny Gray uh, business and uh, Johnson worked with Sonny Gray at Vanderbilt. So that certainly doesn't hurt. And, and then you just look at the other free agents that are out there, whether it's J.A. Happ or um, uh, Nathan Eovaldi. I, I don't he might be a little above their pay grade, but they're probably not going to go after the likes of Keuchel and um, all of a sudden the guy's name uh Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin, thank you. Uh, I just I think you. that it will be uh, tough for them to get those guys. They don't historically dip in the, the really deep end of the free agent waters, but they do seem to have more right. money to spend, and I think they'll do their best to get maybe the second tier of, of a free agent pitcher. What about the homegrown talent, Mark? Because I know that is not traditionally the route that the Reds take going for those big splash names but what about the homegrown talent that that could be coming up to help them and you know maybe they've created a superstar they just don't know it yet yeah their their minor league pitcher of the year was tony santion and he is talking to a couple of reds people they were really excited about the improvements he made he got to double a last year he's really started the year in classes a uh, class a advanced so he, he probably needs a little bit more time uh to to uh, mature and get ready but they really like his stuff. He could throw 100 miles an hour. He's got some big off-speed pitches. Uh, so that would be possible down the road. But they still have a lot of young pitchers at the big league level that they feel like they can make some improvements, whether it's Tyler Malley, whether it's uh, Sal Romano. They're, they're, Castillo was up and down, but when he was on, he was really good. And they need to kind of still work with him and, and have him smooth out the rough edges. So you got three young guys right there. I don't know what's going to happen with Robert Stevenson. He seems to be running out of chances. Uh, Sal Romano had some moments where he was really good in both the bullpen and the rotation, and it's really hard to say where he fits. And then you got Michael Lorenzen, who impressed is in his brief yeah. starter and is, a, is a, a, a kind of a versatile reliever and suddenly a, a, a bat too. <laughs> yeah, so he can do it all. So there's a, there's some choices in house if. Uh, they're not as successful or if they don't, you know, go completely overhauling their rotation, but there, there's some options. I like it. I like it. And also additions to the coaching staff, Mark, we've got J.R. House, new third base coach, and Donnie Ecker, assistant hitting coach. How do you think these guys can impact the team this season? Yeah, it's it's showing right now that they are 
really overhauling the coaching staff. I was expecting more coaches to stick around. I wasn't expecting a complete uh, gutting of the previous coaching staff. And that's so far, they've, all the new people they've, they've brought in are <laughs> no ties to the Reds. Uh, yeah. So uh, from what I hear about House, he's, he's a very positive guy. He's very, uh, very well liked in, in the other organizations he worked with. He came over from Arizona. Uh, the other thing about him that's going to make him interesting is that he's also the, the catching coach. Uh, they're moving on from Mike Stefanski, who's been here for five years as a coach and several years, maybe a decade before that as a bullpen catcher. So they're they're changing direction in the catching area as far as the coaching. And, and it, we'll see how he does as a third base coach as well. He's been a minor league manager, so obviously he has experience coaching third base. And as for uh, Ecker... Uh, it's really interesting. He's only 32 years old and he's got a very uh, interesting uh, career path. Only a few years ago, he was coaching at his alma mater for high school. And then he got oh, wow. into the Cardinals organization and and did some you know lower minor leagues managing for them and hitting coaching. Um, and, that, you know, now he's going to get his first uh, big league job. And from what David Bell said, he's a guy that's going to really use analytics to help improve hitting mechanics. So I'm kind of excited to see what that it means. You know, nowadays they have access to all sorts of information and data and cameras and using the analytics, whether it's to figure out what the best swing path is, what to to get the maximum exit velocity, to get more lift in the ball, all those different things. I'll I'll be curious to see how he influences the hitters, uh, you know, helping out, of course, Turner Ward, the new hitting coach. Yeah, I always think it's interesting when you hear a guy comes in and he's all about the analytics. I I think the most interesting part is how they use the analytics. I think everyone can can say that, you know, they're analytically driven and we've got all this information out there, but I really think it's how you use it and how you apply it to your guys to to make it simple, right? Don't overwhelm because we saw what happened last year with the trend of hitting um hitting those high fastballs. Everyone wants uh, you know, the ball to go higher and farther. Um, but we also saw an increase in strikeouts last year as well across Major League Baseball. So interested to see uh, what he can do with the Reds. And the last thing, Mark, we've got Reds Fest coming up this weekend, kicking things off, of course, for Major League Baseball. Are you going to be there? What's going to happen? What can fans expect? And why should they come? I will be there. The Reds, I will say, I haven't been to a lot of different fan fests, but one thing they do do is they pattern their fan fest after what the All-Star game does. So if you've been to an All-Star fan fest, uh, it's it's going to be that size and scope, but everything wow. obviously Reds-related. Uh, they, they really do, they take over three floors of the downtown convention center, the Duke Energy Center, and it's uh, it really is a quite impressive thing. Of course, there's autographs. Almost every single active player and coach will be will be on hand. A lot of the great alumni from over the years will be there. There's a main stage where they play Reds versions of uh, you know popular game shows, whether it be Family Feud and and things like that. They do uh, cooking cooking segments. They do all sorts of stuff. Memorabilia is always going to be on sale with the proceeds from everything at Reds Fest going to the Reds Community Fund and it's just an opportunity for really for the players to get together for the fans to see them for everyone to kind of relate on a, you know, to get excited about next season. Obviously they're going to try to start moving season tickets and, and tap into the history by having all the Reds hall of fame stuff there as well. So there really is a lot for the older fan and for the newer fans. And, uh, and for me, I'll be kind of on the floor a little bit, but a lot of times I spend the, Reds Fest behind the scenes talking to players while they're waiting to go back out and trying to get interviews and, and stay you know current with the hot stove action and and uh, and see what else is going to be going on for them in the offseason. So 
it's kind of the first mile post. You got Reds Fest and then you got Reds Caravan at the end of January and then you got spring training. So it's kind of a in the red, <laughs> and this is a big one. Are you saying that the 2019 season has started, Mark? Is that what you're saying right now? <laughs> That's scary. So they, they kick off the fan fest around Major League Baseball. And yeah, yeah, it does seem to be you know looking ahead to 19 rather than looking back on 18. Well, I think that's always a good thing. And maybe, Mark, maybe you'll get an interview for us we can we can use for the podcast next week. Get, get some dirt um, from these guys. Get, a, get them to spill something for us, um, and we can share that next week on the podcast. And uh, when when and where is the Reds Fest again, Mark? Reds Fest is on Friday, November 30th, and Saturday, December 1st. It's from 3 to 10.30, I believe, on Friday night, and I believe it's 11 to 6.30 on Saturday. Uh, and you can buy tickets at the door if you don't already buy them on reds.com. So there's, there's two ways to get them. And uh, I would definitely encourage people to go. It's, it's, the weather's been stinky. So going inside the, the convention center, yeah. about baseball, it's good. I love it. Get ready for that season. All right, Mark, as always, I appreciate your time and everything that you know about this team, this Reds team. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right. With Mark Sheldon, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.